You want to connect better with those around you, maybe the little person in your life, but you're stressed, you're overwhelmed. And in order to really connect, you need to make time for things like play. But who got time for that? Who has got time for that? Today, we have on a play and education consultant to let us know how to pause, play, and connect. And she says, this will make your brain happy. Welcome to another episode of Happy Brain. My name is Heather Parody, and thank you for joining us as we explore the fun side to mental health by digging into the simple hacks and fun tips to make your mental health journey more enjoyable and your brain a little happier. What's going on? Happy Thinking New Year. Hope you enjoyed your holiday season, pumped up, ready to go for 2022. I recorded this episode over Christmas break with Debbie John, and I loved what she had to share about how we can use play to connect and how we can safeguard our time to play and kind of rethink what that even means. But before we get started, I wanted to give a shout out to the Empowered Woman podcast. Listen, marketing, launching, content creation, social media, website management, email sequences, meeting clients. Man, as women entrepreneurs, we wear so many hats and have lots of responsibilities. So how in the world do we manage it all? How do we know what to prioritize and still make time for our personal life? And that is where this podcast, Empowered Women, can help. Every week, Marta Spark brings motivation and insight on growing a business, increasing visibility and profit, and becoming more self-accepting as a woman. Sounds pretty good, doesn't it? Search for Empowered Women Podcast with Marta Spark today and start finding the tools and encouragement to believe in yourself and give yourself permission to impact the world with your business. Speaking of impacting the world, there's no better way to do that than through our relationships. But friends, listen, if you're like me, you're dealing with a lot, you have a lot going on. And so taking time to pause and connect and play, not just with the little people around you, but also to just with the people who are special to you in your life. It's an intentional act that we've got to practice, even if we know it is important. But Debbie John says that pause, play, and connect, those three together, is the secret sauce. The thinking behind it was that parents are so busy right now. So I used to be a very, very anxious mom, rushing from one thing to another, forgetting things, you know, just in this buzzed up world. As I studied play therapy, which is the amazing modality that is working with the language of play, which is the child's language, I realized that it's all about working towards connection. So ultimately, all of the behavioral problems that we face, all of the emotional problems often come when there's a sense of disconnect, either a disconnect between parent and child or disconnect within yourself. So if we're aiming for play, if we're aiming for connection, then we need to use the medium of play to bring that connection, which is sometimes called attachment play. Play in itself is tricky when you're a stressed out parent. And I do not feel playful when I'm stressed. So I focus on consulting parents and helping them find their playful side again. Because I don't know about you, but the opposite to play tends to be rigidity or depression or feeling completely stressed out. And if we look in nature and we look at animals playing, they don't play when they're hungry, when they're under threat. They play when they're relaxed and there's no threat and they're in the field and they're safe. 
And so my heart is for children to feel safe again, for parents to feel empowered again. We need to pause and say, okay, where am I at in my emotional state right now? What's going on in me? Am I heightened and busy and frazzled and anxious? And if I am, I need to be conscious of that. And what can I do to just pause and, and bring myself back down and tune in to what my child needs right now? And we don't have to pause for long. You said earlier, even one second. Yeah. It can even take just that count to one. I read this amazing book recently talking about count to one. And there you say count from five, count to 10. With monks in the Buddhist monasteries, they have this ridge at the bottom of the door into the meditation room. Okay, so you have to kind of stop and step over into the room to meditate. And they were talking about just that pause to step into that place. And I thought, yes, I like that. Because when you're busy and you're rushing and you're parenting and you know, your kids are screaming. You don't have 20 minutes to go off and have a little meditation, calm down and come back and deal with it, right? So we need to play tricks on our mind. We can also do things like when we do things like creative visualization or finding that happy place or peaceful place, we can touch our fingers together and go back there, or we can just think of a, an image that brings us back there. But I often just get parents to put two lines on their hand as a little pause sign. So when they, they can just glance down and go, okay. Yeah. I was actually going to ask about like little reminders. So I'm glad you brought that up because I think what's to your point difficult is the time piece of it, it's, it's a learned habit to even think about pausing because right now that makes sense to me. But I know when, because you're talking about anxiety, you're talking to me. That's me. I have mm. like, I'm so high strung, um, which there's a, there's a light side to that. Right. And there's a dark side to it. And the dark side I think is, I don't even recognize that it's time to take a pause. So what are some maybe like, I don't know, cues or something that this is a pause moment or this should be a pause moment? It's really hard. It, it was a long journey for me to get to the point where I'm more self-aware because I thought I was calm and I was actually in a freeze state. And if you look, look into research and, and the polyvagal theory and stuff, I thought I was calm, but I was just paralyzed with kind of a fear. So. I wasn't able to read the situation and I wasn't able to respond to my child in the way they needed me to. So then there was this conflict in the home and then there's more arguments or the child's needs weren't met. They didn't feel as loved or as safe or as secure as they could have, which is sad, but I was doing the best I could with what I knew at the time. And yes, it sounds very easy and it's a very simple concept, but everybody's different. And everyone's had their own unique journey. So what might work for one person doesn't always work for another. Um, and on the light side, anxiety can be a superpower, can't it? It can help you to flow through the day and get things done. But there is, once I experienced it, so I did something called quantum energy coaching and the amazing phenomenon of your heart absorbs this scenario and then tells your head and then your head sets off the threat response or sets off, you know, says it's okay. And it's amazing to think that our heart's picking it up first. And so if we can train our hearts, so I do this thing called heart coherent breathing, where instead of thinking about my lungs expanding when I breathe, I think about my heart expanding. Mm. And with someone with asthma who has half the lung capacity that I could have, it was amazing. It's a completely new way of thinking about it. Not having to do hold your breath for three seconds and then breathe out for seven and then yeah. breathe in for six. None of that. 
Breathe in for four, out for four. Let the air flow, but close your eyes and imagine your heart expanding as you breathe Mm. in and contracting as you breathe out. And it makes such a difference. Now, I wanted to hear if she could give an example, like a practical day-to-day example of how this technique, play, pause, connect, would work. It can work in so many ways. And there are some really tame examples, but I'll give you more of an extreme example. So I was working with children on the edge of care who were smashing the whole residential home up. Okay. So things were going flying. You've got holes in the wall. You had door frames coming off. Okay. So there was all this energy because they couldn't control the fact that they were held here. They didn't know where they were going on to. Their foster placement had broken down and there was all these unknowns. So they were constantly heightened, staying up till three in the morning, setting off alarms. We were having to hold them and contain this. After being with them for a few days and seeing the types of behaviors I was seeing, I was thinking, right, I'm going to come and I'm going to bring something that will help channel this energy, this wanting to throw, this wanting to let off steam in a playful way. So I'm going to use play to do this. So I came with these water balloons, but not just any water balloons, water balloons that you can fill up in one minute and you get 30 and you just shake them off because they have no attention span, these kids, these are teenagers. So I came, I was like, right, straight outside, let's go. And I brought them and I set up 100 water balloons, two buckets, right, go. And they were just throwing them, throwing them at them. And the action of throwing a water balloon and seeing it smash to the floor and break and throwing them at the workers they don't want to be with right now. So they're able to let that express that frustration out through play and nobody's getting hurt and they're laughing. And that laughter releases good hormones. You know, so it's, wow. it's, it's really looking at the situation, pausing as a parent and going, do you know what? My kid's struggling right now. How can mm. I use play to build connection again in a healthy way? Make sure you connect with Debbie at playhealing.com. Also on Instagram, playhealingofficial. That is all linked in the show notes. But before we go, Debbie, anything else? You can have these micro moments of connection. I really like this phrase, micro moments, and it could be the simplest thing as a funny face or sticking out your tongue or a hand, a thumb wall. So it's just little things that will just spark connection or just help that child in that moment. And it's not despising the little times that you have with your child. It doesn't have to be a whole play session or a whole Lego session with them. It's just, it's let's pursue that feeling of playfulness inside of us, that love for play inside of us. And then that energy will transmit to the child. We are the environment around the child. And so if we can keep ourselves calm and we can look after our own energy, then our children will truly benefit from that. We are the environment around the child. We are the environment around the child, protecting your space, protecting your heart, protecting your mind. This does protect your relationships. It's powerful, right? Now, listen, y'all, whether it is getting to the root cause of pain through network spinal, unlocking your power with heart math, or connecting better with those around you through the power of play. We just hope you take a moment for yourself today, my friends, and keep that brain of yours happy. Thank you for listening to another episode of Happy Brain. If you enjoyed this, make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you have an extra second, leave us an honest review over on iTunes or your Apple podcasting app. And until next time, my friends, keep that brain of yours 
happy. 